Pablo for breakfast. Once again, we're checking in with Adam Ross, King of the Nerds, for our TV movie recommendations for the weekend. Adam, good morning. Good to be here, Pablo. Now, the Black Panther at the cinemas, what's it like? Well, look, uh, Wakanda Forever is probably the most interesting film of the year in the way that it is a successor and continuation of the Marvel gargantuan machine, but it is minus its star. And now and then I'm watching gigantic movies and I think, what would happen, man, like if the main character, you know, the main actor here, something was to happen to them? What happens to that machine when that thing kind of befalls it? And that has happened for Marvel with the passing of Chadwick Boseman, who was an incredible performer and really indelible as T'Challa in Black Panther. And so... How does Ryan Coogler and this team keep the story going? And look, in a relatively interesting way, there is a passing of the mantle. There is, you know, there are new elements that are introduced. This, make no mistake about it, um, this is still a Marvel movie and they still are the, you know, McHappy Meals of cinema. But this one has a bit more real world seriousness and it works as like kind of an elegy for, you know, for Chadwick. And I think that Angela Bassett here uh, as his mother, uh, is, the Queen, is really sensational and is doing some actual serious acting. But if if you want your prerequisite, you know, like aerial battles, underwater battles, every battle that you can imagine, you're still going to get it because this goes for a butt-numbing two hours and 40 minutes. Smile. I've seen the poster. It looks <laughs> terrifying. I know it's a horror as well. Is it as scary as the, the movie poster makes it look? Look, it's pretty damn scary. Now, the thing is, Smile is kind of derivative because it's a movie about a curse that you can transfer. Cue the ring, cue it follows. Mm -hmm. There have been a lot of films like this. Uh, but look, if it ain't broke, uh, don't fix it. And what Smile does happen uh, have is that I think that everyone thought from the surface of this that this is going to be trashy, that it's going to be very B-grade. But the movie is hungrily directed. It's technically really proficient. It is peppered with the old jump scare. Now, some people hate horrors that direct you one way, turn the volume down, then turn it right up and make you jump out of your skin. This movie does that about half a dozen times in the first half an hour. So <laughs> I am, but look, it was effective. It worked. I was, I was, you know, peering around. I don't, I think the first half of this film is more successful than the second half, but if you are after kind of bone rattling jump scares, small is definitely one of the scary movies of the year. Now it wouldn't be a chat about TV movies unless we spoke about a Netflix true crime doco. Killer Sally is out now. It's a pretty fascinating story. Very intriguing. Look, I think that this is one of the best ones that we will get this year. I know that I'm throwing one at you every week, but the reason why is because, like, I mean, just even optically, this is pretty fascinating. I mean, it's set in a period of time when we had really kind of sensationalised public trials. We had things like hard copy and this American reporting system. It concerns itself with, you know, uh, uh, an interracial relationship of bodybuilders. You know, so, I mean, like, you're looking at a different time period. You're looking at the way that these things were framed and the subsequent case, you know. So, I mean, and... Like all of these kind of, you know, these great docos, when you're forward thinking, when you see a talking head and the principal is sitting in prison, you're thinking, well, what went on? You know, like, mm. so straight away. But I think that the thing about Killer Sally that makes this documentary really quite special is, uh, you know, it's only three parts, but it withholds information in an interesting way. You think that you have this thing pegged, and then the next episode, you're like, I actually feel quite unstable in my assessments that I've made here. And so I think that, you know, the thing with true crime and especially with criminality when we're seeing it televised is we are quick to judge. And so it's interesting that that has now permeated this documentary thing where you're like, I know why and who did this. And then you're like, now I have new information and I have no idea about what's going on. Hmm. And so by the end of, the, you know, the end of this, it, uh, this has some serious twists and turns. And I thought it's very effective, you know, and it, it's a very, it's a really uh, illuminating incident 
you know, insight into a lot of things, you know, domestic violence, uh, you know, the world of elite bodybuilding. There's a lot under the hood with this one. Now, if you love long historical dress-up films, The Woman King <laughs> is for you. Uh, you know, look, now I would argue that this is the opposite of all those things okay. because normally, because one, they're not wearing many clothes. Two, you know, <laughs> like, uh, look, the mo- look, the movie is long, but I do, look, I get it. The, you see the words historical drama, your eyes start glazing over and you go, oh, man, I'm out. Now, this movie has much more in common with Gladiator than it does with Shakespeare and Love. Now, headed by Viola Davis, this illuminates a, uh, you know, this subsection of the African military that have these hand-to-hand combat warriors that are so fearsome, they kick ass. And, and like, you know, this has got great action choreography. It's really punchy. It's definitely, like, kind of paired back elemental storytelling. Like, it's a revenge story. It's a coming-of-age story. Like, it's hitting these broad notes. But the thing is, man, when movies are this big and they, they look this gorgeous and they've got this, like, kind of, you know, like, muscular, you know, excited cast, it's good. You know, like, it's a, this is a good Sunday movie. This movie actually quite rips. And I think Viola Davis might get a Best Actress nomination. So, yeah, so if you're thinking, oh, no, nah, you know, like, that you're going to fall asleep, this actually will caffeinate you. This will wake you up, Pablo. <laughs> uh, Wednesday night was the finale of Love is Blind Season 3, <laughs> and another week goes past with not a single mention Adam Ross. How dare I? How dare I? You know, I, you know, well, maybe I was waiting so that I could binge the whole thing in its entirety. That's what, that's what I'm playing the long game. (laughs) We will see next week. We may discuss that. We may not. Adam Ross, it's always good to catch up. Uh, We'll see you in seven days. I'll talk to you soon, Pablo. Pablo for breakfast.